0: Have you ever wondered how a song is made? How it starts? What happens during the recording process? How does an idea become that beautiful three-minute thing you hear on the radio? My name is Emmeline, and in Journey of a Song, I take you on a tour of a musician's creative process, from the very first notes to the final, fully-produced progression. As a singer-songwriter and an independent recording artist, I am intimately familiar with the magic of music creation. But I also know that each song has its own sacred story. Each week, I'll be talking to a different songwriter as they pull back the curtain on a favorite composition, beginning with the acoustic version of the song and ending with the final recorded product. In between, you'll hear a conversation about the inspiration behind the song, the decisions made in the recording booth, and the many ways in which music reflects and informs our emotions and our lives. This week, my guest is the talented, thoughtful Amari Amor. A graduate of Booker T. Washington High School for the Performing and Visual Arts, and a current student at the University of North Texas, the young Amari already has an extensive education in classical guitar. Yet, as a solo artist, Amari strives to maintain that sense of musical curiosity and discovery that helped her to fall in love with music in the first place. She released her debut EP, Complications, in 2018. Her new song, Dream, is the first release from her forthcoming sophomore album, Evolution. Welcome back to Journey of a Song. My name is Emmeline, and my guest today is the wonderful Amaria Moore. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is really awesome. Thanks so really much for coming on. here. Yeah. I'm
0: so excited that you're here. We are going to talk about your brand new single, Dream. Yeah. <laughs> and right it's now, it's so
1: like weird to hear, but like it's coming.
0: It is coming. And right before we do anything else, we're gonna give the audience a chance to hear it acoustically. So this is the stripped down version of Amari's brand new song, Dream.
2: Can you imagine what it'd be like to live in your dreams to walk the earth to be what you want to be you can look around and see the beauty to create and inspire you can hold the key to love and peace on earth for all to admire but it's all To become a believer You can look around And see the beauty So
0: Dream by Amari It's I I always clap at the end because it's so weird. I feel like for us musicians now in the age of COVID to finish playing and to hear nothing.
1: It's just absolute silence. I remember I did um, another virtual gig a few months ago and everyone was on mute. And um, as soon as I finished the song, it was at least like, I want to say 50 seconds of nothing before Peeps decided to unmute for a bit and go like... (laughs) (laughs) And and you're like, did you... (laughs) <laughs> I was like oh I thought I was just here by myself for a moment so you're it's like did, really you, weird.
0: did you like it, just was just it- <laughs> were you even listening <laughs> it is yeah. a little bit like playing into a void mm-hmm. but you you create the kind of tonal landscape though that does put people in a trance for a little bit so is that yeah. something to which you're accustomed even in live gigs is having a couple of moments of silence or we talked about resonance with the instrument mm-hmm. earlier about just resonance afterwards yeah. to give people a second
1: Definitely, I think. That's something that I want to always do. I think it's nice to just have a moment to sit and exist within a sort of landscape of sound and um, just sort of have a moment to breathe and exist with what I'm creating. I think it's for me personally, when I listen to music, I like to sort of escape the sort of chaos that's happening around me and only exist within the space of the music that I'm listening to or the music that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. And, That's something I wanted to approach with dream too. It's like, I want you to feel like you're in this, this serene, dreamy, ethereal place and just sort of transcend with the sound. So yeah, I've experienced a lot of that. So that's something you do with the chords, Mm -hmm. but it's also something that you all did
0: in production.
1: Yeah, we were trying to leave as much room to incorporate these sort of ethereal ideas. That was really cool to see how it was growing from just me sitting down with my acoustic and thinking of how I can incorporate all these cool harmonies and something that feels very dreamy and sort of like lush. And we space it out a lot and just try to just have moments of just pure sound and incorporate as many textures as we could to make the listener really feel like they're in it, you know?
0: Yeah, like Um, surrounded by the noise. Yeah,
1: surrounded by the sound and enjoying it and just sort of feeling like at peace. Kind
0: of being wrapped in a cocoon.
1: Yeah, like a little like soft blanket of just cool sounds. That's what I think when I'm when I'm when I'm thinking of dream. That's what I envision the listener to be experiencing with me.
0: So it sounds like dream is best listened to maybe like in a dark room with a giant pair of headphones. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that you can just kind of close your eyes and be immersed in it.
1: Yeah, I wanted it to be completely immersive. And when me and Andy were going through all the the different mixes that we were trying out, I was like, we got to be in it. We got to be immersed. I just want to lay in my bed, and close my eyes and just feel like I'm transcending into a dreamlike state, but it's like it's a comfortable one. It's 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 serene. I'm not like it's not necessarily dark, but it's not necessarily all light either.
0: Yeah, so like the music is all around you.
1: Mhm. Precisely.
0: Yeah, so both of us are classical musicians, or at least classically trained musicians who now exist in multiple spaces because we're required to. Definitely. But so what was it like for you to take a piece that you had written on the classical guitar where you had been able to sort of explore these soundscapes in a voice with which you were really familiar Mm -hmm. and then push it into a space where you were allowed to be supported by electronic instruments and these other sort of technological things that you hadn't really had the opportunity to explore before?
1: Yeah, it was definitely different, but I think m- my, I'm trying to escape only existing with acoustic guitar and only like very, um, it's a its a big part of how I began writing, but I'm wanting to escape that just existing within classical and acoustic guitar. So having um, my guitarist come in and influence a lot of the sounds that you hear was really cool, but um, it's not, it's daunting, but it's it's exciting to get to experiment with how the sounds come together. Even in the track, I layered electric guitar with loads of like pedals and really cool sounds on top of just the dry nylon string, which I thought was, was very cool and just added another cool layer of just different textures that you get to hear in the mix. But yeah, a lot of the way that I write songs just comes from me just sitting playing on the guitar and it's like it's comforting but I also want to kind of escape that get away from that a bit and branch out into other instruments and other ways of writing which can be electronic or it could be um, just something else even piano I got to play piano so yeah that was really cool to, to see
0: do you play a lot of piano
1: I wish I played more piano. I had to take like courses, but I never get to play on my own free time. So that kind of sucks. Cause I think I could do a lot more writing if I had like access to like a cool piano here. Yeah. So I think I'm limited in, in that way, but I would like to play piano more. (laughs) I don't know. It's a good instrument. I'm a little yeah.
0: biased, but I like it. That's so cool. So you talk about taking classes and that's something I wanted mm-hmm. to call attention to is this is something for which you went to school because you graduated from the Booker T. Washington Arts Magnet School here in yeah. Dallas. Tell me a little bit about that. That was sort of a strange decision for you, right? Because you were an athlete for a really long time.
1: Yeah, definitely. I remember it was the summer before like started, and. I just sort of had this realization that I all of a sudden didn't wanna play basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't wanna pursue it. And I was like, well, what the hell am I gonna do now? Like, I don't really know, I don't have any other like real interests or passions. And so it was actually my mom who had this idea of maybe you could you know try playing guitar or playing piano or doing something like that. And I was like, what? (laughs) Me, play an actual instrument? I don't think. But I ended up taking lessons for a little bit and I absolutely hated it. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. I took piano and guitar at the same time, starting out. And I think taking piano kind of wanted, I wanted to stray away from it because I thought it was really hard. I was like, how do I put these two independent things together and make them work and do all that? So I did that for a little bit and then I decided I didn't want to take lessons anymore. But then when I actually bought my own guitar and sat down in my room, I started watching all these different like YouTube tutorials and listening to a lot of Coldplay and, and, and Passenger and, and people like that. I was like, well, what they're doing sounds pretty cool. Like, I wonder if I could, you know, try to do something like that, because it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. And I just sat down for hours at a time, just sort of working at it and trying to figure out how the guitar works. And I just sort of naturally kind of picked it up, just watching those YouTube tutorials. And one of the first songs I learned was a Passenger song. Uh, I think it was called, it was either Circles or Let Her Go. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I would just play that over and over, you know, the da 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 do 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 and um so yeah i was just noodling around it was that day after day for hours at a time just finger style stuff and before i before my mom suggested that you know maybe you should audition for this school i think it'd be really cool um you know it's a new environment loads of different type of people go there and explore their their art form i was like i don't think i'm good enough i don't think i I wouldn't get accepted into that school like what i've just been playing for a few months like what are you talking about mm-hmm. and i actually went and i auditioned And I played one of those little fingerstyle songs and I ended up getting in. And that's when I delved further into the the classical side. So I was already like playing fingerstyle stuff so it's kind of like, you know, I just had to build on the technique a bit more. Started getting into more classical music and yeah, just didn't stop from there. I just just loved everything about it and how it sounded. I I fell in love with it. One of the first pieces that I played was a Leo Brower piece and I love the harmonies that he chose and and how he put all these different complex rhythms into everything. And so, yeah, my entire time at Booker T was filled with, with classical guitar. It sounds like a lot awesome. of
0: exploration, too, and ownership, right? Like, you got to start your own educational process in your own way. Once you decided lessons were not for you, you kind of sat down and got to get to know the guitar like yeah, a friend.
1: Mm-hmm. like a Like a close friend and... I reminisce a lot on those times on how I would literally just sit down for hours and hours and just really digging into what all I could do and how I can approach playing this instrument. And then with that, with with expanding, you know, my chord knowledge and different things I could do with my right hand techniques is when I started to get inside my own head and figure out melodies. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to actually write, compose my own music and my own songs. But it took being influenced so much by classical music for me to, you know, want to try to do my own.
0: Interesting. So you, you started listening to these Coldplay and these Passenger songs and these very kind of vocal heavy compositions, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until you started exploring classical guitar that you started to hear your own melodies.
1: Yeah, it was after classical guitar. I was like, I think I can... I think I can do this. It's like if I play this and then I can hear all these different chords and textures and then I start to improvise singing little, little melodies that I'm hearing over these chunky chords that I'm playing. And then I would just sit down and start writing. It just kind of happened. I don't even, it was just really random, but, but a cool like awakening for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it sounds
0: like it sort of took you over. It did. Like you became a (laughs) channel for some deeper conversation that was happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And I'm glad that I listened and explored it even more. And Dream was one of the earlier songs that I did write. So I started started writing, I think, the end of sophomore year going into junior year. That's when I started to actually write songs and try to sing and find my own voice. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sitting down and improvising this little melody that you hear in the actual track. I think I don't really know what I was doing, but I just started doing this. Mm-hmm. I just kept playing that over and over. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I had like a little looper thing, a little looper pedal. And Mm -hmm. I started layering different things on top of that until I came up with this really cool, like textural, ethereal little tune. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was interesting to see like the process of me doing that and then fast forwarding now when we were in the studio making it. We still, it was like we were still like layering and adding textures from like the very basic form of just those three simple chords but we continued to just expand and and add all these different little melodies that that I could hear on top of that which is cool
0: yeah and it sounds like you were I mean kind of layering instrumental sections in the same way that you layer words where you have these ideas that come in and come out and you just kind of lay them on top of each other until
1: something cohesive forms exactly that's that's my whole process just layering and improvising until I find something that's that feels right and is cohesive and and makes a bit of sense with all that goes on my brain I'm just all over the place sometimes no that's but I think that
0: that's the beautiful thing is sometimes songs become like a transcription of a Mm -hmm. conversation between our subconscious yeah our higher conscious mind
1: definitely yeah that's how I think about writing and and playing and and improvising I kind of steer away from the theoretical side of it Like I I know theory and I studied theory for years, but whenever I'm writing, I never think like in that way because it feels too permanent, if that makes sense. Yeah, too restrictive. Yeah, too restrictive. That's the word. It's like if I say, oh, I want to just write in the key B flat, you know, I'm only going to use the one, four and five or however. I don't really think like that. Mm -hmm. I just sort of play what comes and play what feels right internally and what fits my sort of vocal range and register and then i just go from there so it's interesting in the studio too whenever we're bouncing all these ideas off of one another everything's just free-flowing you know that's i enjoy that process a lot and it it works it works for me and, and the people that i collaborate with so yeah
0: so you produced this record with andy jones yes who people who have listened to this podcast know as berkeley yes who did fiesta day Mm -hmm. how did you two find each other and what was it like working together for the first time
1: i think he found my instagram i think we have we had a mutual friend my my guitarist i think andy had did some recordings for them prior and then he found one of my instagram posts i did like a little video of um, one of my songs cleanse Mm -hmm. that's going to be on this upcoming album evolution and he was just super stoked and he was like you know I'm super obsessed with your sound and you know I love what you're doing and you know I would love for you to you know come in and demo out some tracks and I was like oh that's really cool I'm thinking of I've been wanting to you know record and look for some someone who is willing to record me and and sort of like understands where I'm trying to what I'm trying to produce and how I want to approach making music so I came into his home studio and he was just the coolest, the kindest person I'd ever met. And when we started recording Complications, everything just, it just, everything felt right. Like it was meant to happen in the way that it did. And I'm just glad that, you know, we were able to find each other and to have someone that that truly enjoys and understands me as a person and, and my musicality and the way that I create and how I think, it was really, it was really beautiful. And it didn't feel forced, it just... It just sort of happened, and now we're making this this full project together, and it's like, who would have thought? Who would have thought?
0: That's so cool. Yeah, it sounds like it was a really organic process from Discovery to the two of you actually sitting down.
1: Yeah, super organic, and I'm just very thankful. So
0: That's so cool. So this is one of three singles that are going to precede the release of this record. What made yes. you want to start with Dream?
1: I think... Just considering the space and the time that we're in for everyone, I wanted to sort of give something that feels comforting and is optimistic and you can exist in this sort of hopeful, warm space. And I wanted to give that because it's also an introduction to the rest of the songs and the complete project. I think Dream has a lot of the elements that you're going to continue to hear, loads of the textures and a lot of the electronic elements that we introduced from dream so yeah I just wanted to start with dream I think originally I was going to start with um either cleanse or another song I wrote apart but they just didn't feel right and we didn't we didn't end up settling on them settling on them Mm -hmm. so I think I made the right choice and everything was coming together my digital artist my photographer was shipping me all these different ideas and I was like dream has to be the one we have to start 2021 out with giving hope and optimism and comfort and a sense of beauty within the chaos that's happening that's what I hope at least Um,
0: yeah it is certainly a lot of chaos right now
1: definitely so with with all the the isolation and it's definitely took a toll on people's mental health and it's weird not being able to see people the same way and go out and live your life how you were living it before so yeah I just wanted to give dream as as a little nod to you know things are going to be okay they're not as bad as they seem and you know just hold on to that sense of sense of hope and and find comfort within beautiful music
0: yeah like there's there's a way out
1: yeah definitely
0: so we we talked a little bit about your writing process, but it sounds like one of the things that was a benefit for you in starting with Dream in terms of people's introduction to this record, but mm-hmm. also starting with Dream and sort of your reintroduction to music mm-hmm. was this social responsibility to give hope. Is that something you usually think about or what inspired this song in
1: particular? No, it isn't something that I usually think of. I had to do a lot of introspection into who I am and what I want people to perceive when when they view me and when they hear my music. And it's it's odd sometimes because it feels, like when you're creating, it's like, it's for you. But also when you're writing, it's like, I'm not really doing this for me, I'm doing this for others. And I think, when I think of dream, I just want people to get inside that headspace that, that I was in when writing it, when I wanted to just make something beautiful and inspired me to, want to make something beautiful and continue to exist and find uh (laughs) I sort of lost what I was saying there no Um. you're good
0: that's the point that's the point of dream right is to put people in that trance like state yeah I think we're all doing a lot of thinking like we're all doing a lot of Mm -hmm. introspection we're all doing a lot of self examine I mean we've been at home alone for how many months now I think we're all kind of forced to look inward because we can't really look outward anymore you're like I've seen the same picture on my wall 17 times In the last Mm -hmm.
2: hour.
1: Yeah, and it gets hard to sort of escape and find like new inspiration. I've been feeling a bit like stagnant, even though I've been super productive, like I'm doing a lot and I've been working on this project and working on this singles, but it still feels like, it just feels weird cause you're not able to do as much as you think. So just trying to just be optimistic and being as productive and as, as positive and, and as giving as I can be, you know, to those who, who may be seeking some sort of comfort and, you know, giving them a sense of like, Things connection. are things are gonna connecting, yeah. Connecting and relating and like we're all going through different things, but we're still all connected and we just have to reach out and expand how we're but, feeling and talk about it with one another.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like your way of kind of reaching out and making connection was making this record. Because mm-hmm. like you said, as songwriters often we create initially for ourselves, but we release for other people, right? Otherwise you'd still be sitting on your bed. <laughs> yeah playing through your guitar pieces
1: definitely yeah so um, I was talking with another friend of mine before and we were basically just going through just the overall the theme of of what this project is going to be and it is an evolution in a sense of me growing and evolving as a person but also as a musician but I think we're all going through different sorts of phases and, and changing through this time I've experienced a lot of close friends of mine who are you know growing and starting to think about things in ways that they hadn't before and i think when you listen to this record it's it's like you can find your own sense of how you've evolved over this time period or how you haven't i don't know so so, so
0: in telling your story you're also trying to tell a universal story
1: exactly that's that's that's, that's the overall goal is is creating something universal that anyone can relate to despite how my own personal feelings and thoughts go into it it's like i still want to make it to where someone else can hear it and be like i'm experiencing the same thing or i can envision what the story that i'm telling or creating
0: yeah i've been through that Mm. that's really cool so you you mentioned that you've been playing some virtual gigs Mm -hmm. and you're in school at unt right now yes have you had the opportunity to share this stuff live at all?
1: Have not. Um, none of the new stuff. The gig that I did back in I think it was November mm-hmm. or the end of October. They're all older songs, but no one has heard like the new stuff that I'm that I'm working on, which is it's so it's so cool to finally be able to start, you know, dishing it out bit by bit. It just feels surreal. It's like it's been my own little me and Andy's, um, and the people that I collaborate our own little secret that we've been keeping for since 2019. And oh wow. Yeah, we've we spaced it out a lot and I think that's also influenced how the songs have just grown. We've had a lot of time to sit and think back and be like we can approach this differently and like we could have added this, we could have done that. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been interesting for sure.
0: So the songs themselves have really had a chance to evolve. Yeah. If you sat down in 2019 and first said, okay, let's hash this out. But over the course of, I mean, the world has changed a lot since 2019. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, with that comes the ability to hear a song with fresh ears or to look at lyrics with fresh eyes and to say, okay, well, maybe this truth is still human, but human in a different way. And how do we represent that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's super awesome. Whenever we were that, we sort of took that into consideration when we were figuring out what the singles were going to be. I had to take a step back and and listen to the songs, really try to put myself back in the mindset of of when I wrote them and what I was feeling and what I was trying to portray to the listener. And I think I wanted to give a glimpse of myself, but also of what can be for someone else. I just want to invoke and promote healing and, and growth because that's I think that's it's very important to to try to implement a lot of just, you know, self-growth and introspection and healing and breathing and existing within your own space and feeling comfortable within your own space and in your own skin and yeah, that's what I that's what I want to to give and talk about in these tunes.
0: Yeah, so you're giving people a space in which to sit comfortably with themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I hope to give at least when when you hear it.
0: I think intention counts for a lot. <laughs> I think I think it does. I think we hear that. And I think, you know, it's funny because you mentioned the desire to be productive in this time. And I think that's something a lot of us feel. And I think even when we're being productive, we don't always feel as productive because we don't leave. Yep. You know, we don't have that experience of physically going to a different place to have something accomplished. Exactly. So despite the fact that we're making a lot of things happen, we feel stagnant because we are physically stagnant Mm hmm. But it sounds like what you're doing is kind of beautifying that space of stagnation to say, hey, like this isn't all bad. Yeah. Like getting to know yourself can
1: be a really beautiful process. It is. It is the most beautiful and healing process. And then when you when you realize certain things within yourself, you can start to project it out onto others and. It's, it's unifying and it's just, it's natural, it's organic, it's beautiful, human connection is beautiful. I miss it dearly. I miss meeting new people and, and being in a space with a lot of people and, and playing songs or hearing other live musicians play. Just having that sort of connection so I'm hoping once a dream is out to the world, they can sort of reminisce and, and miss and miss that connection and get a sense or a little taste of, of that. and Yearn for it again. Yearn for it again and know that it is coming soon. It will return. We're gonna be back to normal, hopefully. Sooner you excited? rather than later. Are you excited? To Super play these excited. Songs live? Oh yeah. I've been talking about it with my musicians a lot. I'm like, I can't wait to play these. Because even when we had played like, I performed Dream for the first time back in 2017, so that's really cool. When I got to listen to how we were playing it back then, it's like, whoa, when they hear it now, it's gonna be like, is that, really, that's that's Dream? <laughs> it's like, it's just grown so much, and um, I just can't wait for people to hear the, 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 new, the new me, the new sound and the evolved me. It's not completely different from the old, but it's just leveled up.
0: The ways in which you have grown.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. So, okay. So wait, I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned that okay. you played this for the first time in 2017. Yes. You played it live acoustically for us today mm-hmm. and people are going to get to hear the fully produced version at the end of our show. They are. But before we get there, how is the version you played in 2017 different from the version you started the show with
1: today? Um. So in 2017, I performed it for this program that we were doing back in high school called Creations. And it's just i was playing electric guitar actually i was playing electric my guitarist was also playing electric and it was drums so there was like no other elements it was just all guitars and drums and i we did this really cool like ethereal little intro that was just sort of vamping on just the beginning chord and then um we just sort of kept it's like bare but it's like i can't really explain it but um my guitarist had like this really huge solo at the end, and everyone went wild, and there was also dancers involved. So I got to see like a glimpse of what Dream was going to be like now. So it was really fun. It's, I, I posted on YouTube in 2017 as well. And so it's out there. If people like listen to the song now, and then they go back and listen to how we did it in 2017, it's like, you can hear my, my innocence and my the way that I approached singing it and just, but some of the core ideas from the song do still exist there and are the backbone of, of what dream is but it's just really weird <laughs> to go back and listen to
0: so they can go back and hear it on youtube
1: yeah if you I'll type in, link it in the um, show notes yeah it's i think it's a Moore creations 2017 and i actually it was like a a medley because the ending of dream you know how the the ending of this track sort of just like breaks up and it's like this cool little ending as as if the dream is the trance that you're putting is like ending. But in that performance, it went directly into another song titled Dark Knight, which is, I thought about it as like a counter of dream. Ooh. And Dark night's going to be on this on this new album, too. But um, yeah, it goes from this very like, I think dream is the lighter side to the dark night, which is its counter. And so it's really interesting to hear how we go into it because they have this sort of the same structure as far as like key center and chordal wise but the groove is really different and then my guitar solo part is is very it's like lush and and sort of haunting in a sense but that song's about isolation and abandonment and dream is is it's not about that it's about you know seeking hope and wanting to live and being in your truest form not being afraid to to live this reality as you would live it as if you were creating your own reality and living in your dreams, so.
0: So do you see a dream then as the absence of fear? Yes,
1: the absence of fear, the absence of hate, the absence of judgment, all the things.
0: So all good things.
1: All good things, which which doesn't exist, but in your dreams it can.
0: Yeah, well, and a (laughs) lack of, I guess a lack of restriction, right? A lack of the things that are often put upon us to inhibit our ability to be who we are
1: exactly yeah it's like I have very like vivid and lucid dreams sometimes and it's like I'm in I'm in control but I'm also kind of not but it's like I still know like what's going on and it's like I just dream of of very just peaceful things it's like your most peaceful self is when you're resting and it's like you you can envision anything and sort of be anyone you want to be but it's like when you wake up that reality is is cut but it doesn't have to be. You can try to implement some of those ideals and how you exist in your dreams in real life to an extent. But I think it's really cool to exist in that space and then wake up and be like, maybe I should take that action or think about that in this way, you know?
0: So to try and recreate that lack of pressure, recreate that strong sense of personal conviction.
1: Exactly. And and make it your your actual reality.
0: So in a perfect world, where there are no restrictions and you can do anything Mm -hmm. you want to do and be anything you want to be. What does your current dream look like? What do you do Mm. next?
1: I want to just unite and create and bring beauty in every sense that I can. Continue to spread that universal love and, and hope type of comforting feeling. And just understanding that, you know, through all of our differences, we're still human. And we also have the same the needs we also have the same needs and at the end of the day people just want to live and to love and to be loved and you know that's what's what I want to promote that's that's what I want to embody as as a human and just give as much as I can in as many ways as I can not even well music is is my way of giving because it's the way I know how to communicate best I'm not the best communicator and sometimes I get lost inside my own head but Whenever I'm creating and, and writing music, it, you know, I feel like I'm making sense of everything. Mm-hmm. And I think people relate to what I eventually get out and produce through song. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, that's that's the funny thing, right? Is a song is kind of like a distilled thought process. Mm-hmm. Like you cut out all the messy parts and just keep the meat of it.
1: Mm -hmm, exactly
0: kind of the meat and bones have the lyrics to dream changed since 2017 no the lyrics haven't changed
1: that's i don't really go back and and change lyrics or or, um the main like chordal structures of songs and i Hmm. write them in like one sitting like i wrote dream within the span of like an hour or 30 minutes and it just remained what it is the only thing that was slightly different is just adding um an extra line of dream beautiful things there was something sort of provocative about repeating that line dream beautiful things so we just added that at the end of the first verse going into the the second and then one last time coming out of the chorus so people could could hold on to that
0: is there something concrete that you see when you sing that line like is there a concrete vision that you have of beautiful things
1: i just think of nature how beautiful mm-hmm. nature is. And I think, to me, nature is the most beautiful thing because it's of of beautiful creation from from God or the universe. And it, it's, I don't know, there's just something very peaceful and centering about the earth, about just standing in a forest or at a beach and listening to the, the ocean or hearing the wind blow the trees. I think about that a lot, a lot. I think about the sun and the moon. I'm inspired a lot by elemental things loads of greenery and trees i have tree little thing back there and yeah. also a, a tattoo of a guitar tree on my arm
0: that's so cool so, a guitar tree yeah
1: it's like a okay, guitar, wait. but it's like also oh awesome it's a blossoming
0: guitar so for our listeners who can't see <laughs> amari has this beautiful tattoo of the body of a guitar yeah with the neck of the guitar acting like the trunk of the tree that then blooms.
1: Yeah, blooms into a beautiful tree. And then um, it's it's got some little watercolor things and music notes that are acting as birds sort of, oh, kind of flying cool. away from the tree. Yeah. So you <laughs> see like music
0: a... then as being very connected to nature. Definitely. And yeah. very connected to like the primal parts of
1: us. Mm-hmm. It's rooted in us from, from the beginning.
0: Literally uh, rooted in your tree. Um,
1: yeah, literally rooted. And I did it as sort of a thing to remind me essentially of, you know, no matter what, it's music is always, it's everlasting. And I thought of it, you know, because trees live for a very long time. So I know like music is going to be a part of me for this lifetime, for a very long time. And I just thought it was a cool thing to to sort of combine my my two favorite organic things, two very natural things, music and, and nature.
0: And that music has to be the root, right?
1: Definitely. So that's gotta weird. be the why. Yeah.
0: It's gotta be the trunk of the tree and the roots Music of the tree. The trunk. The thing to which we keep coming back. You know, we talked about that, how as a songwriter, like you're aware of the concept of audience, but when mm-hmm. you write, you have to kind of block out the concept of audience.
1: Yeah, definitely. I try not to get in my head about, well, what if people don't like that or won't understand it? But it's, I don't know. It's interesting whenever I'm, I have to be, I like to sit in a room all by my lonesome and just escape the place of judgment because you already experience that through every day like even without knowing you're you're being judged in some way or another and when i create i just want to not think about that i don't want to think about what other people might be perceiving of me and um, it's just my little escape but oftentimes i when i'm not able to find like a place within my home i have to like drive to like a park or somewhere where no one is to just really like be able to write and I don't like to write when other people are around or even sing really even still when I was first starting to write and sing my family would just be like kind of lurking and I'd be like "Eh." probably like I don't really think I want to sing around you guys um even though I know they love me dearly but it's just you know a private thing until it's not until I'm ready to to really share it with everyone else
0: so for you the process of creation is what has to be sacred and preserved for self
1: yes the process of creating it but then after it's done, it's like, all right, now you guys can get a little listen in if you want.
0: <laughs> is your family your first audience or is there like a specific person in your life to whom you play your songs first?
1: Not in particular. Usually usually it is my mom. I tend to share them with her often if she asks. But um, yeah, she's very receptive and supporting and I think that's it's comforting. But most of times I just keep it to myself until I'm ready to share it with with the world. Or if I'm doing like little improv things, I, I post those to like my Instagram stories. So they're like the first people to hear it, which is cool. But yeah, everything else just sort of stays in this little vault <laughs> until I open it up.
0: And so Dream is finally ready to come out of the vault?
1: Dream is finally ready after being stirred and stirred since 2019. And um, I think it kind of took a lot of people by surprise, like cause I've been mentioning that I've been working on new music, but mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like as just it was a thought, but now it's actually real it's it's being delivered to people in in two days and it's just really surreal but there's a lot of anxiety around it but i'm also just i'm just happy to i'm happy to be here i'm happy where i'm at i'm happy of what i've gone through and and how we created can just take a deep breath and it is and let it be guys just let it be yeah let it be someone else's and and hope that they can get a sense of what i intended for it to be and
0: yeah that's always the hardest part, I think, is giving it away. Yeah. It's like... And trusting that act. Being yeah, like, like, I'm going to give it away and then I'm going to leave it alone.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not,
0: I'm going to give it away and then I'm going to worry and wonder and think really hard and keep checking religiously to see what the reception looks like. Yeah. Just to be like, and now it's out in the world and I'm going to go like, have a cup of tea, or, you know, <laughs> go noodle <laughs> around somewhere else. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just I think that's what I'm just sort of waiting for, because, you know, there's all this buildup and all these things that I'm trying to do right before it. And then once that day comes, it's like, ah, oh, I can just exist now and I don't have to, to, to think so much and, and worry if I'm doing the right things or if I'm if this was even a good idea or anything like that. It's just it just will be whatever will be will be. And it's going to be great.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like music is always a good idea right because yeah. you have all of these influences that have kind of seeped into your consciousness and then mm-hmm. you write in a ode to them or just sort of in an indication of the way in which they've coagulated inside of you yeah and then ideally you inspire somebody else to sit down with their guitar for the first time and be like how did she do this
1: that's always that's always the craziest part too when people uh, message me or or find my instagram and reach out and they're like you inspire me so much and i'm like Wow. That's always my first reaction. It's just like, wow, like I have the capabilities to actually truthfully inspire someone to make them want to create their own their own art and you know, find their own sense of self and feel comfortable enough to do it authentically and then to eventually share it and be able to give to someone else in the way that essentially I kind of did. Paying it forward. Yeah it's it's a beautiful thing and when i back when i released complications i did that simply so that i could have product for myself to think like i am able to do this like i am able to record and put it out but i i did it with no real intentions of reaching anyone really well i did but i didn't and the response that i got was it was it was it was magical how many people were able to to find me and to and to find the beauty within some of the songs that were on that 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 EP it was validating and it just made me want to continue to to create and continue to do more and and now here I am giving a fuller longer body of work and it feels good it feels really good
0: that's awesome yeah it's such I, you know you touch on something really important which is this idea that you have the capability to inspire other people but the only way you unlock that potential is by giving your art away
1: yeah that's what I had to to tell myself it's, it's okay. Like I have to, to let it go. It's like, it's like when, (laughs) like when you have a baby and it's like, you give your baby away to a babysitter or to the doctor to, you know, do all the checkups. Yeah, or to a college or to any sort of, the giving away is is always hard, but it's, it's, it's the best part. And I just can't wait to give this tune away.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited for people to hear it. It's yeah, it's gone through such a cool evolution and i'm so excited for this to kind of introduce everybody to the next couple of songs and ultimately the entire body of work that's going to come out if people want to continue to follow the journey if they want to be the first to hear the snippets and the sneak peeks where's the best place for them to do
1: that um definitely on my instagram i'm starting to be very active on there Um, at amari amore And, you know, I'm always posting little instrumental videos and little behind-the-scenes looks. And um, I even posted some of those very early stages of dream in my voice memos on there. I was going
0: to say, you've started to post just the voice memos so that people can hear, like, the beginnings of the noodling.
1: Exactly. Like, how it starts and then where it ends up. It's really cool. But it's also kind of, it's like, it's very bare. It's like being nude or something. It's like I'm just giving out my raw, like in the moment processes. But I think it's and it, cool and you know.
0: Yeah, Anna Nalik has this great line about these words are my diary screaming out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that always resonates particularly hard, especially when you share with somebody like rehearsal videos. Yep, Cause you're like, this is not polished. Like this is this is how 90% of music happens, but it's not yep. created for human consumption. It's just meant for me to kind of let my life out.
1: Exactly. Through this guitar that's what I do and if you enjoy it and you find liking to it and inspired by it that's grand and if not then that's also grand
0: <laughs> that's so cool that you let people into that process though so Amari Amore on Instagram
1: yes that's where I do most of my my posting
0: fantastic and that's Amore, A-M-O-R-E. Yes. And Amari is A M A R I. So if people want to find you, they can do that. We'll also link you
2: in the show notes
0: below. And Dream comes out Friday. Uh, March,
2: yeah, this
1: Friday, March 19th.
0: So those of you who are listening tonight on Deep LM Radio are getting an exclusive because you're hearing it before it officially comes out. And then it's out everywhere tomorrow. So if you're listening to this as a podcast, um, the next thing you need to do is go and purchase it, right? Because it's on it's gonna be on iTunes and everywhere.
1: It's gonna be on everything, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon. So YouTube. go add it. Link yeah, it. definitely add it and you know, save it, put on a playlist and share it if you if you if that wills you to do and um, it's yours to do what you want.
0: <laughs> but most importantly, go into a dark room, put on some headphones and let it immerse oh, yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Just become immersed. Just drown out cancel out the outside world and just exist within this space of, of contentment and beauty and optimism.
0: I love that that's the message that you seek to create with your music. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I think it's so, it's so needed right now. People need a space to go to escape and just remember what it is like to feel good all the time.
1: Yeah, definitely. I know I do. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I think as musicians, sometimes, you know, Annie DeFranco says she thinks of all her songs as love letters.
1: Mm, but beautiful.
0: sometimes they're letters to herself. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes, especially in moments like this, we as songwriters write letters to ourselves that, you Definitely. know, hopefully are letters that say things that other people also need to hear.
1: Precisely. That affirmation.
0: Yeah. It's, so it sounds like Dream was really that for you. It was. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So the next thing that we're going to do is we're officially going to play your song on the radio. Would you like to introduce it?
1: Yes. All right, everyone. This is Dream from my forthcoming album, Evolution. Um I'm Amaria Moore, and I hope you guys enjoy it.
2: To live in your dream Stepping away from reality to become a believer You can look around and see the beauty to create and inspire
0: Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of Journey of a Song, featuring the spirit of love that is Amari Amore. To follow Amari's journey, and to be the first to know when her new album is released, find her on Instagram at amariamore. That's at A-M-A-R-I-A-M-O-R-E. For behind-the-scenes glimpses and more about Journey of a Song, follow me on Instagram at at Music. That's at E-M-M-E-L-I-N-E music. Don't forget to check out my other podcast, Journey of an Artist, wherever you listen to podcasts. Journey of a Song airs Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Deep LM Radio, and each episode is available as a podcast the very next day. Discover new music and hear fascinating stories with me, Emmeline, every Friday on your favorite podcast app. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. This is only the beginning, and I don't want you to miss a single minute of these inspiring conversations. If a picture is worth a thousand words, a song is worth a thousand stories.